Welcome to Storehouse Dallas. According to their kinds, livestock, creatures that move along the ground, wild animals, each according to its kind, it was so. God said, let the land produce. And it did, and it was so. And God made the animals according uh, to their kind. It's amazing. I, I get, I get uh, National Geographic. I don't read the prose. I look at the scripture. I look at the prose, and uh, don't read the. It's a liberal magazine, but I still like it. Uh, so God made everything, and it's tragic that we are treating the world in such a way, is that many of God's creatures are going extinct. But I have good news for you. What God's still got alive, he's about to do a miracle through, and miracles through, and there ain't none of them as good as you. Got it? Yeah. Now, we come to this. Then God said, it's like there was a pause. It's like God took a breath. Let us make man in our image. This is uh, verse 26. And he said three things. If you will get this and live with it and let God make of it in you what he wants you to make of it. You will never, ever live like you've lived up to now. So, here we go. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, birds of the air, livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Now look at me. The kingdom of God is the realm over which God has eternally ruled and will continue to rule. And if you're seeking anything else but the kingdom of God, you have put your destiny in something that will end because the only thing that is eternal is what God created and God's purpose to carry out that creation to the maximum of his desire. Look at yourself. You're going to last because one day you walked into the kingdom, walked into Jesus Christ. He became your king, God your ruler. It might make some difference who's president. I got my figures, but hey, God rules. N.T. Wright wrote a book. I've read most of it, When God Became King. Folks, he's always been king. So what is the kingdom? Here it is. Two words. God rules. You say, well, that's just two words. But those two words cover every thought 
of which you are capable. Are you with me? You get awfully smart if you'll start there. I mean, at least people will think you are. So, so let's break it down, shall we? Let us make man in our image. Now, the, I, I realize that a bit of, there's a bit of conjecture here. But I believe God intended that when he seemed to take a breath and make man, there was something so different than anything he had up to now created that it's worth looking into. I believe that God gave every person that's born on this earth the capacity to extend the presence of God. An image has to do with uh, sight. It has to do with something external. Whatever man looks like, he was made to look like God. Uh, I guess dogs and birds and all of that can make a face, but nobody like man. Or reflect delight. Or show love. I mean, you know, birds make love, but they don't have anything to say. Got it? Punch a button. It may look dumb, but... I'm... So, get this. You were made to tell the world that somewhere there's somebody like God. Isn't that good? I haven't heard a lot of this. It's new to me. I know when something's good. Live with that. Look at me. You are so important that there is enough of God in you if you're trusting him and saying yes to him at every opportunity to tell the world, yes, there is a God. I really like that. Would you just answer that and we can get on to something else? You can you can say like my English friend, I got it. I think I got it. Okay, here we go. Number two. And God said, Let us make man in our image in our likeness. I don't know why I said something that seemed to be the same, but I, I think there's something different. Not only were you made to remind a watching world that there is somebody like God, he gave you something on the inside to make his presence more than one externally seen. All right, did you get that? Okay, because I need, I need to stop and let you get it. 
Because if, if you leave with this, it'll, it'll help you. It won't hurt you. It'll do things for you as you think of yourself and your future and your problems and people around you you don't understand, people that don't like you, people that are a problem to you, a pain in the uh, various places. And uh, you will know how to deal with them because you have inner equipment that God gave you. Wow, you are out of this world. God made you with, with emotions and the capacity to share emotions like you are looking at me and smiling. Maybe in pity, but you... <laughs> hey, I, I can emote, I can feel, I can tell you how I feel. And when I tell you how I feel, we can both be blessed. And that means, that, that means uh, coexistence in deep fellowship. God made something that he wanted to look like a family. And that's so sweet. We spent the longest period in the Metroplex that we ever have just relating to family. Watching fine boys that our son and daughter-in-law brought up. And just watching the youngest find his love and get married. Just been absolutely wonderful. So he made us. I think God has emotion. I think he feels sorry. He pities. I think every once in a while he gets ticked. And we'd like, like to slap your head off. But mostly, he loves in the final analysis better than you can describe. That's how it started, folks. Look at me and let me tell you some good news. No, I want to defer that good news till later. I don't want you to get bored. It's 12.23. In our image, after our likeness, I love to put things in a way where they're easy to say and easy to remember because I forget so well. Uh, God made you to be an extension of his presence. Can you get over that? When you go to town, God goes to town. If you and God are one in salvation, and we'll get there in a little bit, because the tragedy is that most of our preaching is toward an event and not toward a relationship. I'd be impressed just to, you know, have a look at God, think of God, meet God. So glad to meet you. Happy. I hope I see more of you. No. Listen, when you get saved, you become attached eternally to the living God who created the world. Same one. You lonely? Well, you got him who made everything and everybody with you. Get over it. Okay, so he made us to be extensions of his presence, expressions of his person. 
I don't know how far this goes, but I can tell you this. I'm absolutely convinced, and this has come the last six weeks, that the world is about to get a good dose of divine education. God is about to teach us things and show us how poor our education system has been. And it is going to be something the way you think. I mean, to now you've been a little dense. Low IQ. But that's, that's not God's standard for you. He made you to think like he thinks. Hmm. Now, the, the last one is both inevitable and the best. He made us to be an extension of his presence, an expression of his person, and an exhibit of his power. Well, that's the best. Thank you, Lord, for giving that to me. Let them have dominion. You know what dominion is? It is power being exercised. You don't have to win dominion here. You accept your essential identity by reading what God says and seeing how God acts toward you so that everything God has done, he's done with this thing in mind, this whole affair of whatever we call the, the whole gathering of Christianity at any time on the face of the earth. He knows that in that band of people there is enough potential to change the world in 30 days. Or excuse me, one day. And you, you think he's going to leave the place alone? He's about to move in revival. I'm not talking about a fever followed by a chill. I'm talking about <laughs> revival. And this awakening will not stop. I, I, didn't, I didn't recommend this particular subtitle to my book. But I believe, I believe it is absolutely of God. My title was A Treatise on the Greatest Issue in the Universe. And they came back with this subtitle. It was Restoring the Kingdom and Igniting the Awakening. So I'm going to make a prophecy. I'll probably be gone when you might find out it wasn't entirely true. But I'm going to tell you what I think to be true. That God is... Have you heard kingdom songs and, and heard kingdom preachers and Preachers are saying to me, how can I build? How can I have a kingdom church? See, uh, issue churches are going to fade because issues are going to change. Fad churches are going to change because new fads come along with new kids around and you got a different church tomorrow than you had yesterday. But the kingdom church, see, 
But my, my deep feeling is that we have too many church kingdoms and too few kingdom churches. Well, I couldn't belong to that church because charismatic. Couldn't belong to that church because Southern Baptist. It doesn't make any difference what they are. If they become under God, His watermark in the world, and He's doing that, I'm, I'm being asked, okay, preacher, you've convinced me. The kingdom is it. You can have the kingdom and not have anything else and have everything. You can have everything and not have the kingdom and have nothing. You seem to think that the kingdom is it. I do. Well, if it's it, how can I have a church representing the kingdom? Well, it would start with your being a kingdom person. And we're walking around in the foundation of the kingdom right here in Genesis 1. And I forbid you. No, I promise you, you'll never forget it. No, I just can't get over what that preacher said. Don't care if it's bad. Okay. And so you were made to be an extension of his presence. How you doing? You were also made to uh, express his person. I, I could take 30 minutes but I'm not going to do it. I'll take three and tell you this. I was walking in the Alps of the Pittstall Valley. God and I were talking in the cold of the morning. I knew the sun would soon rise over the mountains and it'd be warm. But I just read, Phil Ask. What's the most important thing? You will love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. I said, God, I'm having to face you right now to tell you that if I had to grade my love as I feel it is for you right now, I could do no better than a I forget what I said, B plus or A minus. I, I've been a God lover. And so God took over the conversation and said, do you think I grade your love? What love do you expect me to get from you when I've really commanded you will love the Lord your God with all your heart? What love do you expect that I'm expecting? I said, God, what, what are you getting at? He said, can you think of any better love than mine? Let me tell you about yours in comparison. It's up and down, in and out, hot and cold, and highly Conditional. I said, boy, that puts me out of business, doesn't it? <laughs> wow. That was heavy. 
What's the next? I said, okay, God, what have, what have you said? I'm telling you, you've just read the prophecy. You will love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. What am I doing? I am first receiving his love. You, you know what the uh, lead song of Phantom of the Opera is? That's all I ask of you. And I thought I heard God say, See, that's all I ask of you. And I started down on it. He said, No, it's not all I ask of you. All I ask of you is to let me love you. Look at me and let me tell you something. Every one of you, if you haven't said it, you've thought it. In a moment of regret, in a moment of feeling like you've done something wrong, you gave God a reason for not loving you. All of us have here. Reasons for God to not love us and call it humility. It's not humility. It's stupidity. <laughs> and that, that's been altering my life, really. I don't know that I act any better, but I sure know better. And I love it. So the other day, I started my prayer time and... Uh, I said, God, what are we going to do today? He said, I want you to let me love you. I said, uh, okay. <laughs> How do I do that? He said, just be still. Names began to come to me. Thoughts began to come to me about the blessings of a 76-year-old walk with God. He began to show me wealth that he'd given me just because I'd paid enough attention to him to receive it. And I realized that I was the richest man in the whole world. Just letting this God Remind me of signs of his love. So I have no complaints. Okay, let's go to the last one. I'll be through. I'm five minutes over. But totally unrepentant. <laughs> he created us not only to extend his presence and express his person, but he created us to exhibit his power. Look at me and let me tell you this. You have in your possession power to change all the circumstances around you. Quit your complaining and start to work. God, you've not given me this for me to bow in sorrow and back off and back up and decide that mankind is a mess. I love this world and I've called you to be a part of my redemptive plan. So let me, let me return to what I was on, on track saying 
a few minutes ago. What is going to happen? And it is at work right now. There is a, it's rising up from different places, but there is a new way of thinking. And do you realize that when Jesus presented the kingdom for the first time, John the Baptist and Jesus, John the Baptist said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus came along, first thing he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repentance is the most misunderstood thing in our theology. What repentance is, is this. It is changing your mind. And you say, about what? Everything. <laughs> I mean, just start there for a, for a start. <laughs> Thinking wrong is the essence of sin. Thinking right will lead to doing right, which is the essence of genuine revival. Okay, I'm through. <laughs> but you're not. Will you take this? Will you let God? I, I don't know. The thing I'm thinking about is yeast. Let this thing rise. I'm who God says I am. I have what God says I have. I can do what God says I can do because I was created by him to extend his presence. He trusted my humanity that much. But it isn't my humanity. It's my redeemed humanity. In the last hours of the life of the author who created the book, Divine Conspiracy, he was weeping out loud on his bed. And uh, the family and co-workers were around him. They said, what's wrong? Are you in pain? What's his name? Dallas Willard. And Dallas Willard said, no. What I'm mourning is the fact that very few, if any, are preaching a salvation that attaches people to God. Would you just get yourself in a receiving mood and uh, say, God, if what this preacher said is true, I want it. What a serious case of it. Now let me tell you before we start praying. And I'd, I'd find somebody if I were you to pray with. It probably will center around some little something that you are in a tussle about God, with God about. Little. Might cost you a little bit. Might cost you some pain. Say yes to him. And you'll find what's on the other side. And you'll find all of this.
proved. Let's bow to pray. If you're willing to pray for people, you know who you are. And I I just prefer, it won't take long, that, uh, Tracy, if you would just call those to the front who usually come to pray for people. These people are safe to be with. They know how to pray. They know what to pray for. They're ready to translate this message into the decision that you need to make so that somebody asks you, what happened yesterday in church? I think the most significant thing that I could ever talk about happened. And I'll never be the same. Nothing to me, all to him. So if team, you'll come on up. And Tracy, do you want to close us out in prayer? So we're going to have altar team up here, and then um, I just want to make known to you too, um, in the back we're going to have a team recording testimonies if you've experienced any healing um, over the past few weeks as we've been just focusing on worship. I want to um, encourage you to go find that uh, group in the back. But um, or if you need prayer for anything, you can come on up here. Father, in Jesus' name right now, I pray that you don't let any of us go without saying yes to you at the deepest level of our consciousness and whatever is left. We want to love you with all our hearts and minds and souls and strength. And if we have any incorrectness, any failure to understand in what you desire and what we're capable of, we want to know that as we pray. Bless those who pray and those who prayed for. In Jesus' name, amen.